From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And joining me for this edition is Colonel Chuck Galena of the Knights of Columbus, the uh, coordinator for the Warriors to Lourdes Pilgrimage. Colonel Galena, thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure, Taylor. So we're at the end of our nearing the end of a two-year period where the uh, annual pilgrimage was suspended because of COVID-19, but uh, the plans are for the uh, pilgrimage actually to go uh, back to uh, Lourdes in the spring of 2022. Uh, Tell me a little more about that. Yes, uh, obviously, and uh, as we were preparing and in our final preparation for the uh, 62nd International Military Pilgrimage and the uh, uh, Warriors to Lords Pilgrimage in uh, May of 2020, uh, the PMI was uh, postponed. And uh, so we continued to do our planning, holding everything in place. Uh, we looked to be able to go in 2021, but as obviously we pr- approached the spring of 2021, uh, we were again uh, unable to make the pilgrimage as there were lockdowns and travel restrictions throughout Europe as well as from the United States to Europe in return. Uh, so we again continued our planning and now here we are at uh, in, uh, the late summer, early fall of uh, 2021 and have resumed and are in full swing for the planning for the 62nd International Military Pilgrimage which still has not been held of which I'm the chief of the United States delegation, and then the uh, 2022 Warriors to Lourdes pilgrimage, uh, so that we will be back hopefully at Our Lady Shrine in May of 2022. There was a virtual Warriors to Lourdes pilgrimage this year, correct? There was. uh, As we were unable to go to Lourdes uh, in May, with the Archbishop, uh, we decided to try for a try and produce a virtual military pilgrimage, which we did. And you're talking about Archbishop Timothy Broglio. Uh, yes, the Archbishop for the Military Services. Uh, so we produced a uh, on one hour uh, virtual pil- Warriors to Lourdes pilgrimage. Uh, it consists of testimony from myself uh, and. A, our, our medical director, and then also one of our trip leaders slash pilgrims, as well as uh, a beautiful homily from Archbishop Brolio, uh, our spiritual director, uh, now the Vicar General for the Archdiocese for the Military Service, Monsignor Jeff Lively, and ended with the Stations of the Cross by uh, by one of our chaplains, uh, Father Brian Reedy, who is a Navy Reserve chaplain and a Jesuit. And the public can go and participate in this virtual Warriors to Lords pilgrimage, correct? They can. The pilgrim, the virtual pilgrimage is still live on the main page of our Warriors to Lords website, which is warriorstolords.com. Let's back up a little bit and tell me, what is the Warriors to Lords spiritual journey that takes place every year? What, what is the purpose of it? Who can go? Uh, what are the details? 
Warriors to Lourdes is essentially a pilgrimage where we take our wounded, ill, and injured, uh, their caregivers, companions, along with chaplains and volunteers to the Shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes for peace, healing, and reconciliation. Uh, the pilgrimage started in, uh, with a, a small uh, effort from the Knights of Columbus in 2013, and then in 2014 was the first Warriors to Lourdes pilgrimage. We carried out the pilgrimages throughout the next five years until such time as the, obviously the coronavirus suspended us in 2020. Essentially, all active duty recently retired or separated. The target audience is the post 9-11 group uh, from CONUS and from Europe traveled to Lourdes uh, for a time of rest and healing and reconciliation. And for the benefit of our listener who's not in the military, CONUS, of course, being the continental United States. That is States. correct. I'm sorry. Yes, continental <laughs> United States. Uh, and so um, who's eligible to go? Is it just uh, veterans post 9-11 or, or wounded or healthy or what, what's the, what are the categories? The primary group, uh, the primary target audience, of course, is the post 9-11 uh, uh, active duty and veterans. However, we do take uh, veterans from uh, older veterans from previous wars, uh, World War II, uh, Vietnam and Korea have, have all attended. Uh, the priority goes to active duty combat wounded. They're the highest priority. The second priority is active duty non-wounded but ill or injured. The third priority is active duty non-wounded, ill or injured. Uh, with the with the first category or and the second category where a caregiver is required. The caregiver is uh, covered and selected along with the, the warrior. So the people who are accepted, whether they be a veteran or a caregiver, can go for free. Is, is that correct? Or is there a, what, what, how does the cost work out? The, uh, the fourth category, of course, is all the others, the veterans and so forth from other wars. Those have recently uh, released or retired from the military, medically or otherwise. That would be the fourth category. So that covers all the categories. Uh, the Knights of Columbus covers all of the expenses for our wounded, ill, and injured caregivers, uh, certain companions that require uh, financial assistance as certified by the chaplain by, in a chaplain's endorsement. So these, we cover those expenses uh, as well as for our chaplains. I see. And is that for just the first two categories, or is it straight That's down the line? That's all. All of them, okay. All expenses for approved and selected, uh, non-wounded, wounded, ill, or injured, as well as their designated caregivers are covered by the Knights of Columbus. As I said, non-caregiver companions are invited to attend and may be offered needs-based uh, financial assistance on a case-by-case -case basis. Now, you've got a two-year backlog of folks who applied and I presume were approved to go but couldn't. So uh, how many slots are available? Uh, are, you, are you reserving all the places in this upcoming uh, pilgrimage for those who applied and were approved earlier? Or is it reshuffling the deck and starting all over again? Uh, it's a combination. We, we determined uh, immediately in March of 2020 that uh, the group that we had already selected, well over 230 
uh, pilgrims um, were denied their opportunity through this virus and that we were going to, as, as much as we possibly could, uh, treat them as, quote, pre-selected, unquote, and that, uh, that, we would, that they would be invited, whether it was 2021 or now 2022, uh, to update their, their uh, applications, uh, update their medical uh, directive, their medical information and so forth. And then uh, they would have the highest, they would have the priority for 2020. I'm hoping that maybe 50 to 60% of them are available. Not all of them will be able to come, obviously. So then once we, in the first week of uh, September, we plan to reach out to all of them. We still have all of their records, all of their contact data. Ask to invite them to uh, reconfirm their commitment to the pilgrimage, as well as to update their files. Once we see that, then we'll know what we have available uh, for. We, sh we should still have close to, we're taking close to 260 people by the time it's done. I'm suspecting that we will have close to at least uh, 160 or so, uh, depending on how many of our our uh, pilgrims from 2020 are still available and are still able to go. That's 160 slots available after those are filled. Yeah, and that's just an estimate on my part. I don't hold me to that. Uh, we we're hoping to get as a confirmation from as many of the 2020 as we can up front, uh, and then we will then we will go through the normal selection process and uh, the application process and then do the selection on the last week of January. How does one apply? On, on or about the 17th of September, the application, uh, at the application process will be post posted on the website warriorstolords.com. Everything is electronic. Uh, the application is fully electronic. Uh, fully digital, so an individual would go to the website www.warriorstolords.com, click on application, and then begin to fill out the application. And uh, for the person who would have to pay uh, to go to Lords with the group, it would this would be a twenty-six hundred dollar expenditure, uh, counting airfare and a double occupancy room, $2,900 for a single occupancy room. That's coming from the United States, yes. That uh, Basically, this would be those companions uh, who can afford to cover their own expense, as well as self-paying volunteers. Each year, we have been fortunate to have somewhere between 18 and 23, 24 self-paying volunteers that come to help us uh, take care of our wounded, ill, and injured, and our pilgrims while we we're in Lourdes. And we're always very grateful for their uh, their participation and their involvement uh, each year with us. And I'm talking to Colonel Chuck Galena, U.S. Marine Corps retired. He is the pilgrimage coordinator for the Warriors to Lourdes pilgrimage, sponsored by the Knights of Columbus and the Archdiocese for the Military Services. Um, Colonel Galena, you've made, what, five of these pilgrimages so far? Uh, I've made them all since 2013, so 
six of them. Six of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, share with me a little bit. Uh, what goes on when you bring these um, vets and their caretakers and loved ones and volunteers uh, to the shrine? What, share with me what goes on once you arrive. The uh, our warriors to Lord's pilgrimage is truly a spiritual pilgrimage. Uh, for our wounded, ill, and injured, our pilgrims, our warrior pilgrims. It is held in conjunction uh, and at the, uh, with the international military pilgrimage. Uh, we, w- we anticipate at least 40 nations and about twelve to 13,000 military personnel uh, to take part in the international military pilgrimage, which will be the 62nd annual military pilgrimage that started uh, full up in 1958. Uh, it is a combination of spiritual events, uh, social events, faith, faith and fellowship, sharing um, opportunities for our wounded, ill, and injured to share their, their experiences, share their troubles and problems. Many of our pilgrims are not only the physical wounds, but the invisible wounds of war, PTS, moral injury, uh, these type of injuries that preclude uh, an individual, uh, one of our warriors, from having that rich, full, peaceful life that they deserve. And they come to Lourdes, uh, which is the, the greatest healing shrine in the Catholic faith, with now over 162 confirmed uh, uh, miracles. They come seeking, uh, seeking healing, seeking reconciliation. Uh, we, it's a combination of, of spiritual events. The Marian procession on Saturday evening is a major procession with Our Lady of Lourdes and all of our pilgrims. The International Mass on Sunday, as well as each of the nations has its own national program. For us, it starts with an opening American Mass, or pilgrimage Mass, on Thursday upon arrival. Uh, and then the American Mass on Friday when we're joined by other Catholic communities, military communities from around Europe, principally in Germany. Have there been success stories that you can share with us, uh, folks who made this journey and came away spiritually cleansed uh, or healed in body or mind? We have had a lot of success. Uh, uh, if you want to call it success, I call it the intercession and grace of the Blessed Mother through her Son, our Lord Jesus. Uh, basically, we have seen uh, uh, those who have been physically wounded uh, be able to perform physical activities that they have not been able to perform in the past, possibly because of the great grace and strength that they drive from the pilgrimage. Uh, we've seen we've averted suicides. A number of our pilgrims have had uh, suicidal ideations that uh, they've been able to put aside and overcome through the grace of the Blessed Mother and her intercession with with our Lord. Uh, We have seen marriages healed. Uh, In each of our pilgrimages, two or three or more marriages uh, where they've been having severe medical marital issues, uh, some have already applied for divorce, and before they leave Lourdes, they're renewing their vows or reconfirming their vows there in Lourdes with one of our chaplains. Uh, reconciliation, the sacrament of penance, 
Uh, many of our, our pilgrims take great, uh, great advantage of the priests that we have with us, the priest chaplains. We normally have about 15 priest chaplains with us to, to have their confessions and to seek the kind of, kind of counseling and so forth uh, that they need. It is an ecumenical pilgrimage as well in that we have at least 25 to 30 percent of the pilgrimages are, pilgrims are not Catholic, and we typically have four to six non-Catholic chaplains of various denominations with us. For the, the uninitiated, for the, the person who's never experienced combat, one can only imagine the cross uh, veterans bear from the, uh, the, the torment of memories that, uh, of, of things that, of unspeakable things that happened in combat. Um, tell me more about uh, the, the baths at, uh, at Lourdes. Uh, some of the, the wounded vets go and they sit and soak in the, in, the, in the waters there. What are those waters like? Are they cold? Are they warm? Are they hot springs? What is that like? Well, it's a mountain spring that the Blessed Mother uh, revealed to St. Bernadette. And the waters are bitter cold from experience. <laughs> um, it is uh, it's it is probably the highlight of the pilgrimage. Unfortunately, for the last couple of years, due to the protocols um, being maintained at the sanctuaries of Lourdes, the baths have been closed. Uh, the water is still there. The springs are still there, but pilgrims of uh, not just our pilgrimage, but any pilgrimage right now have not been able to take advantage of, of going to the baths. And it's not really a soaking. You go in, the, the Lord's volunteers that are there, uh, they lead you in a prayer. Uh, you step into the waters. They ease you down into the waters and lean you back and then back up again. It's so it's not a dunking or anything like that, but it's so reverently and beautifully done and when you come out of the waters, you just feel, have this palpable feeling of peace comes over you. It's, it's a feeling that's very difficult to put into words, but you see it. I, I'm a, having been in the baths, I've experienced it. Um, troubles that you may have coming in, you just suddenly feel like they've been lifted off of you, at least for that time. Uh, many of our pilgrims come out, and, they, and it, 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 it carries over for them. So you only end up in the water for, what, a few seconds? Yeah, just, just a few seconds. And, and do you go in fully clothed, or do you wear no. a bathing suit or no, there a robe or what? Nope, you're, uh, you disrobe, uh, and then uh, they put this big towel around you, and probably the coldest thing to me was the towel. <laughs> um, once the towel goes around you, it kind of seems to make you more— the water seem a little warmer after the towel, uh, but it is so beautifully done. You just, you somehow don't, you don't, other than that first shock of the cold towel, it basically, you don't feel it. I mean, it's, you're now, I think the prayer that you offer before you step into the baths brings that, begins to pull that peace. The, the volunteers themselves are so spiritually motivated so spiritually involved in what they're doing it just transcends into your own person i'm talking with colonel chuck galena u.s marine corps retired um, 
the uh, pilgrimage coordinator for the Warriors to Lourdes Pilgrimage, which uh, is now scheduled to take place in uh, May of 2022. And the application uh, season will open soon, mid-September. Um, Colonel Galena, we're actually talking about, and just so we can uh, clarify this for our listener, we've got the Warriors to Lourdes and we've got the International Military Pilgrimage. So these are two... Uh, events that are overlapping. Can can you explain to me the difference between Warriors to Lords and the International Military Pilgrimage? Well, the International Military Pilgrimage started at the end of World War II with the French and the Germans bringing their uh, their chaplains and their soldiers uh, to Lords and to heal after the horrors of World War II. In about 1958. Uh, the determination was made to invite the other nations of the world to come. And so starting in 1958, the other nations began to join. To now we have well over 40, uh, in some cases over 50 members of the international military uh, pilgrimage community. Uh, and these members are nations, right? These are full nations, yes. The, the prominent nations, obviously, uh, France, Germany, Croatia, UK, Ireland, uh, Italy, uh, Switzerland, the United States, and then many of the other nations of the world, the Ivory Coast, uh, the Republic of Korea sends a delegation every couple of years, uh, Ukraine, and we see the countries throughout the world uh, coming to Lourdes to join. And it's the militaries of the world coming together for peace. No one, no one in the world wants peace more than the military who has to fight the wars. And so they all come together both for healing for past wars and past combat operations. And, of course, for the last 20 years, many of the nations uh, have been involved in the Middle East, in uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, the ongoing war on terrorism around the world, not to mention many of the civil wars that take place. Uh, the Ukrainians, of course, uh, with the ongoing uh civil war there and so forth. So in many cases, they're all, we're all coming to sport to come together. It is the power to me of all of the nations together that makes the pilgrimage so powerful and is why we choose to do the Warriors to Lords pilgrimage during and in conjunction with the International Military Pilgrimage. And the Warriors to Lords schedule is actually a little longer than the uh, P- the. Um, international military pilgrimage, which what takes place over maybe three days, right. whereas Warriors to Lords is a week-long that is correct. Uh, event, which overlaps. the. It does. And for 2022, the international military pilgrimage will take place the 13th through the 15th of May, Friday through Sunday. Uh, our flights will depart the United States all on Tuesday, the 10th of May, arriving in France and in Lourdes on the 11th. We get the pilgrims all settled, and then we open up our Warriors to Lords pilgrimage on Thursday uh, with an opening mass. This year, we're very fortunate, again, that His Excellency Archbishop Brolio will be with us the full time and will uh, celebrate the mass, the opening Warriors to Lords mass, on Thursday afternoon. During Thursday and Friday, uh, Delegations from the other Catholic communities around the 
around Europe come for the international military pilgrimage. Uh, we do have a bus that comes from Germany as part of Warriors to Lourdes, along with our seven flights for the United States. And they come, they arrive like Thursday or Friday time frame, depart uh, usually sometimes Sunday, whereas we're there through the duration and our flights will depart on, 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 on Monday. Uh, as the chief of the United States delegation for the International Military Pilgrimage, of which the Archdiocese is the member of the International Military Pilgrimage, and the Archbishop is our chief shepherd uh, for the International Military Pilgrimage. Uh, we represent and we try to fold these pilgrims in as much as, as we can with the, with the, and offer them uh, the opportunity to join us on the pilgrimage and so forth. And for the listener out there who thinks uh, he or she might want to make the 2022 pilgrimage, uh, you know, the, the listener might be on the West Coast, might be in the Midwest, down South. Uh, how are the flights uh, made available to the, to the folks across the country? We have seven flights, which uh, seven locations, which we in the military call APO, uh, airfield, uh, a point of embarkation, uh, but the seven airfields, they're located uh, across the country, Atlanta, uh, Washington, Dulles, Houston, uh, Los Angeles, LAX, uh, Seattle, uh, JFK, and Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. They're all direct flights from those locations into Charles de Gaulle and or uh, Schiphol Airfield and Schiphol Airport and in, in the Netherlands is another connecting point for the flights to Toulouse in France. Uh, for those that do not live uh, in the vicinity of one of the airfields, uh, we cover that transportation. So, for example, a pilgrim selected in uh, Chicago, Illinois, uh, we would fly that individual from Chicago, either uh, O'Hare or Midway, to either JFK or Dulles. A person in the St. Louis area we would fly to either Dulles or Houston. In other words, we will get people from the regional airports. Another good example is San Antonio and Fort Hood, Texas. They both fly out of Houston, and we basically provide their ground transportation from Fort Hood and from Joint Base San Antonio uh, to the airfield. So again, we try to we try to locate across the country major areas uh, in vicinity of major military installations or in the case of uh, uh, Dulles uh, the major hospitals at Walter Reed and Fort Belvoir in Seattle Joint Base Lewis McCord and the hospitals there and so forth so that's how we get everybody to the pilgrimage all the information for the pilgrimage is contained on the website at www warriorstolords.com and it is up to date uh, and we're at it we continually add information and update as as the uh, planning is refined and progresses towards our our, our uh, deployment on the 10th of May and the application is available at www.warriorstolords.com it will be it will go live on the 17th of September how long will it take uh, to get action on the application uh, applications are started and uh, on the 17th we close the application phase 
on the 14th of January, mid-January. That gives us a four to five month time frame for all the applications to come in, for any fees that are owed for the self-paying volunteers or companions uh, to get all of that in. Then we put it all together and then we hold a selection panel in our headquarters in New Haven where we review every application. So every application gets a look, every application gets uh, due consideration for selection. Uh, we, have, we are obviously limited by the number of seats we have on our, our flights as well as the number of hotel rooms that we have in Lourdes. So uh, an applicant can expect a decision by what, mid-February? About mid, after we make the selection, we get all of the information together, uh, get the letters ready to go, and then those who are selected and those who are not selected will all get a letter uh, that you've been selected with certain information there. And then for those that are not selected, uh, they will be encouraged to apply again. I have been talking to Colonel Chuck Galena, USMC retired the pilgrimage coordinator for the Warriors to Lords and the chief of the U.S. delegation to the International Military Pilgrimage coming up in May of 2022. Colonel, thank you so much for talking to me. It was a great pleasure, Taylor. Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information, visit millarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, serving those who serve.